Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. So as I said a little while ago, this being the week before Thanksgiving, I thought we could explore the uh, the Blessing Sutta, the Mangala Sutta. And I, I thought of printing out copies, but then I, I thought I'd be a bit more um, green and uh, not just make all the papers in case, in case you want to uh, get a copy, just Google Blessing Sutta or Mangala Sutta. Uh, there's a version of it in uh, Awakening Joy that I, um, that I wrote that was adapted by Shoshana Alexander, a really excellent version. Um, I've got three different translations here today, so they all pretty much say the same thing, but it's also interesting to see just a slight shift of wording can either inspire or, uh, or not. So I'm going to uh, play around with the different versions. Um, this is, it's from the Sutta Napata, a collection of uh, discourses, one of the, a number of collections. The Sutta Napata is the oldest, supposedly the oldest collection of the Buddha's teachings. Um, and first I want to say that it's interesting that it's important to remember that, um, what's that? Oh, it's a phone. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Uh, it's important to remember that the Buddha said not only to understand suffering and work with suffering and come to the end of suffering, but he also said to be aware of all the goodness in one's life. To notice wholesome states, that's, that's kind of the essence of, of that joy course that I teach, to cultivate wholesome states and notice them. And also as um, a very rich practice to inspire and uplift the heart to feel the goodness of all the blessings in your life. We can get so focused on noticing what's wrong and dealing with what's wrong that we can forget to miss all the good. And as I have said many times, the more you can open up to what's good, what's right, and feel inspired in a variety of ways, the the wider your container is to let all the difficulties be processed in a more skillful, less contracted, more expansive, more heartfelt way. And I found, I find that of all the wholesome states, whether it's loving kindness or uh, simplicity 
or compassion or um, equanimity, the state that gets most people most quickly and directly in touch with an open heart is gratitude. Not that necessarily it's the best one. I mean, certainly it, it's, it can't, uh, compassion and love don't take a back seat to anything. But as far as a direct connection to, uh, to the good in our life, to stay connected to our blessings is um, probably the most immediate way to do that. Mm. So we'll go through this, this blessing sutta. This is the, the way it starts. I'll use this translation for the beginning. Thus have I heard, and when the suttas start with that line, thus have I heard, uh, that is Ananda, the Buddha's attendant, recalling what he heard. So he says, thus have I heard, oh yeah, I remember one time about this. And he is sharing this after the Buddha passed away. Mm. At one time, the Blessed One was living at Savati at Anattapindaka's park in Jetta's Grove. Then late in the night, a certain deity of astounding beauty, lighting up the whole of Jetta's Grove, approached the Buddha. Having drawn near, she greeted him and stood at one side. So now, right away, it starts out, it kind of stretches the imagination or the mind. This is about a deva coming down to speak to the Buddha. You can take this on whatever level, metaphorically or literally, that you want. Um, there might be something to that. Who knows? But whether or not you can open to that in your mind, it's the core of the teachings, as the Buddha said, take what's useful and leave the rest. And sta standing there, this deva addressed the Buddha in this way. <clears throat> Many deities and humans longing for well-being have pondered upon blessings. Tell me the blessings supreme. Many deities and humans longing for well-being. So you can see that right away it's pointing to the fact that when we know our blessings, that puts us in touch with well-being. Longing for well-being, they've pondered upon blessings. What is a blessing? It's like the really good stuff that can happen in our life. Right? So this deity asks, what are the biggest blessings? What are the blessings supreme? Mm -hmm. And this 
is what the Buddha replied. To associate not with the foolish, to spend time in the company of the wise, and to honor those who are worthy, this is a blessing supreme. To be in the company of the wise and avoid the company of the foolish and to honor the worthy ones. Okay. This is not always easy to do, right? If we could always be in the company of the wise and avoid the company of the foolish, um, be a pretty wonderful life. But we have to kind of pick and choose and to the extent possible that we have wise people in our life that we can hang out with. They remind us, don't they, of the best parts of ourselves. And if we're fortunate enough to not be in a circumstance where we are not only surrounded, but kind of stuck in the company of people who bring us down, you know, and certainly not everybody, even those, even our loved ones, don't, are not necessarily all wise people. But if we can have some degree of moderation and not and be in a, an environment where there's wise people that inspire us, this is a blessing supreme. So with each one of these, I just like you to reflect in your own life. Okay, you might. Close your eyes. Think of the people you really respect, are inspired by, have gotten to know or be around. Maybe some of them know personally. Maybe some are your friends. And reflect on the blessing of having those people in your life who remind you of all the goodness inside and in life. And take in that blessing. There's many people in this world who don't have that blessing in their life. Who through whatever karma or misfortune are around others who are um, not so wise. So if you have any wise people in your life or people who inspire you, don't miss out on that blessing. Celebrate it for a moment. And to honor those worthy of honor. Sometimes you might meet people who are 
uh, truly inspirational and to even appreciate that that's a blessing uh, the buddha was called the teacher of those who could be taught not everybody who met the buddha realized who they were around some people came to the buddha and said ah what's the big deal it's true and some people said i don't like this guy and tried to discredit him what, a, what an unfortunate circumstance, right? But if you've been inspired by goodness and you honor those who are worthy of honor, this in itself is a blessing. Okay. To live in a place that is good for you, a suitable location in, in one and another translation. To do good deeds and to keep yourself going in the right direction. This is a blessing supreme. To live in a good location. Check. <laughs> and there's people that will be listening to this uh, outside of uh, the Bay Area, and uh, hopefully they will appreciate the the environment that they live in. Um, but it's pretty amazing to be in a center of consciousness because it kind of it brings out that consciousness in us to live in a suitable location, mm. good deeds performed in the past, or to do good deeds, doing good deeds. This, it's a blessing to do good deeds. Why? Why is it a blessing to do good deeds? In fact, this doesn't have to be just a, a one-way uh, monologue why is it a blessing to do good deeds anyone volunteer what's the blessing in doing good deeds yeah thinking of someone other than yourself when you do good deeds uh-huh any other that you can think of a blessing in doing the good deeds. Yeah, Claudia. We're as rich as the richness that we give. There's a line in, uh, uh, in the Shantideva, the Bodhisattva's way of life, where he says, as we awaken, it lifts us above poverty into the wealth of giving to life. That's, that's a real blessing to realize, oh, it's about making a difference and letting our heart uh, and our caring be expressed. Besides which, very good karma. As you do good deeds, your karmic fruit, not that you're doing it for the payoff, but when you do it, when it comes out naturally, spontaneously, 
your own goodness will come back to you. That's a blessing supreme. To keep yourself going in the right direction. This is a, a huge, for me, the, the one bottom line that I have for my practice, you know, I can blow it, I can forget, I can get confused, but my main mm, overarching principle is facing in the right direction. Then every time, at least if I blow it, I'm learning because I want to keep on facing in the right direction. Think to yourself, I just, again, invite you to reflect in your own life. Living in a suitable location. Think of all the good deeds that you've done. You probably can't think of all of them, but think of some of the good deeds that you've done, even recently. Maybe being kind to a friend or being there and expressing your caring. Notice how that feels. And just ask yourself, are you facing in the right direction in your life? That doesn't mean is life going swimmingly for you right now? But do you have a commitment to keep on growing and waking up? If you do, this is a blessing supreme. And if so, just take in those blessings for a few moments, facing in the right direction, good deeds done, and living in a good location. Don't miss it. Whether you call it good karma or grace, or good luck, you're being supported in some way by life and you are uh, cultivating that support with your actions. Next, to be well educated, to develop your skills to train yourself in discipline and to use words carefully and beautifully. This is a blessing supreme. Again, just reflect in your own life. To be well educated, think of how many people in the world would be incredibly grateful to have a decent education. You know, one can say that the educational standards in California have dropped a bit in recent times, 
but, and it's something to consider, but probably everybody here has gotten at least a bottom line, fundamental, decent education. And then on top of it, to develop your skills. That is, if you've been fortunate to see that whatever gifts you have can be honed, or if you've been inspired to develop certain parts of, of yourself and you're cultivating from your natural resources inside, another incredible blessing to train yourself in discipline if you have a regular meditation practice, if you have some kind of discipline in your life that you're being good to yourself, you're taking care of yourself, even whether it's running or swimming or exercising or yoga or sitting regularly to seeing life is more than just can I get as much as I can as fast as I can but that discipline is an empowerment for you and to use words carefully and beautifully that is to be wise in your speech and kind in your speech. Now with all of these, uh, I, I would encourage you to take in the blessings and don't get stuck on where you might fall short. Rather to see, oh, it can be an inspiration to be even more skillful in my speech or in my discipline as soon as you start beating yourself up and say, oh, gosh, I failed that one, then uh, it just, rather than being a blessing, it becomes you know, a curse, so to speak. You know. So just see the areas, you know, like they said in the, in the report cards, needs improvement, okay? Needs improvement is a good thing to notice. Oh, this is an area I could work on because when I do, I'll bring even more blessing to my life. Given that, just again, reflect inside and look at your own life. Well-educated, just appreciate the education you have been given. The opportunity to develop your skills, opportunity and maybe the inclination to develop your skills. Train yourself in discipline, whatever to whatever extent you bring discipline into your life. Not as a heavy-duty assignment, but as something that you're giving to yourself. And then to use words carefully and beautifully, think of the times that you are kind and wise with your speech. And let yourself delight in that. 
These are blessings supreme. Take in those blessings. All right, next one. To take good care of your father and mother. To cherish your partner and children and relatives and family. And to engage in a livelihood that is harmless. This is a blessing supreme. Now, our parents, it can be such a complicated relationship sometimes that we have with our families. And Thanksgiving coming up, maybe some of you are going to be with your families and it can be a, a time of real rejoicing. Oh, great, I get to be with my family and for others, it's, okay, I'll, I'll take a breath and be with my family. But if you have a family, this is a, a blessing. And as the Buddha said, no matter what your relationship with your family is, your parents took care of you when you couldn't take care of yourself. You know, if they diapered you and changed you and cared for you and were up in the middle of the night with you and fed you and housed you and gave you even just a little bit of love. To not miss that, no matter how complex the relationship might be. And the same is true for your, the other parts of your family, your partners, your children. If you've had any kind of love coming your way or out of you, even to have somebody to share your love with, um, this is a great blessing. And then to engage in a livelihood that is harmless. It doesn't mean you've got to be some kind of a saint. But if you're getting paid for something by someone and you're not hurting them, it means that you're making some contribution that's valued somewhere. That life is saying, okay, here's some compensation for what you're, the energy that you're putting out. That's a blessing. And many people these days are looking for, uh, for work. If you have any kind of work, that's a real blessing. Or if you've been compensated for doing good work in the past, again, that's a blessing. So again, just go inside with your own life. Notice the good that you've been around your family. The love that you've given or the 
patience or the forgiveness. or the kindness. And also in your livelihood, if you've engaged in a livelihood that's harmless. This is a real blessing. Don't miss it. Take in your good fortune. Okay, next. To give generously to others. To live with integrity. To care for everyone you consider your family. This is a blessing supreme. Generosity. It feels good. It's the first of the perfections. It opens the heart. To take care of your loved ones. And to live with integrity. Again, not because you're trying to be such a, a holy person, but because it feels good to align yourself with your values. Okay. So as you reflect on this, just see in your own life Think of the generous acts you've done recently or in the past. How perhaps you've cared for family and friends. And how you have lived with integrity. Just think of those times you have lived with integrity. And feel the goodness in that. Maybe your commitment to living an ethical life. a source of, of great happiness. This is a blessing supreme. Okay, the next. To avoid doing harm. To refrain from intoxicants. 
and to develop wholesome states of mind. This is a blessing supreme. To avoid doing harm. Okay? So that means when you have an opportunity to do harm and you pass on it, consider that a blessing. Okay? There's you know, those moments where you're about to click the send on the email and you don't do it. Yes! or you're about to just really let fly a reaction and somehow you say, well, maybe there's a better way. Yeah. That's a blessing. Because you know? there's something in you that's steering you in the right direction. Intoxicants, okay? and that's one of the precepts. And again, this is something for each of us to, to sort out. But we know if we start abusing substances, we get wobbly with our other our other commitments to living with integrity. Mm -hmm. So if you can be moderate or you decide what is what works for you, then uh, consider that a blessing. and to develop wholesome states of mind. That means to really notice all the good in your heart and in your life, to want to cultivate loving kindness, to want to cultivate caring, compassion, to want to cultivate patience or equanimity. These are blessings. Just to even want to do that is a blessing supreme. So just again invite you in your own life look inside think of the times where you've avoided doing harm either harming yourself or harming somebody else and see why why do you choose that way And notice how you are with intoxicants. Are you careful? Are you skillful? Is it an area that you might take a, a closer look at? How are you with wholesome states? Do you notice the goodness inside of you? Don't miss it. It's a real blessing. Okay, next one. Just a few more. Five more. To be respectful, humble, content, and grateful. 
and to regularly bring spiritual teachings into your life. This is a blessing supreme. To be respectful of those who deserve respect. To be humble. To be content and grateful. And to regularly bring spiritual teachings into your life. That means being around others where you are exposed to the Dharma and practice. To be grateful, to not, not miss your blessings, to feel content, to feel that you have enough, to be humble. You know. It's interesting that the those who aren't humble are missing out on on a great source of of joy in their wanting to get more but we are touched by people who have real humility um, as uh, as Wei Wu Wei the the the, uh, the great philosopher said true humility is the absence of anyone to be proud you know you're not even saying oh yes I'm I'm humble, going one further and, and not even being around to be somebody who's humble. You know, mm, uh, this is a blessing. But to really be modest and be humble, people love that. And if you appreciate it, not to discount your own, your own beauty, but to not flaunt it or not take pride in it. It's a gift that's been given to you. These are gifts that are given to you. So that's where the humility really comes. Okay. So once again, just uh, to reflect with yourself, to be respectful, humble, content, to be content with how things are. To be grateful. And to regularly bring spiritual teachings into your life. That is, being able to hear the Dharma or hear teachings. Blessing supreme. See if you have any of those. Next. To be patient. Mm. That's a challenging one. To be patient, open to learning, to be in touch with people on a spiritual path, that is, having like-minded friendship, and to discuss spiritual teachings, to discuss the Dharma, or 
practice, this is blessing supreme. To be patient. It's been said that the spiritual journey requires a, a barrel, no, a cup of wisdom, a barrel of love, and an ocean of patience. Sometimes I think that's that's the main lesson we are learning on the on the spiritual path. Just the the power of delayed gratification. Just okay, rather than going for the quick hit, ah, there's a bigger payoff if I can just be with things as they are and gracefully, graciously let them unfold. To be patient open to learning that is not having a closed mind and being willing to um, to see things in a new way that's a real blessing a lot of times we think we know it and there's nothing more that can get in you know that story about the the zen master and uh, the uh, the the professor came to visit the Zen master, and he had uh, he had lots of questions, but he also thought he knew a whole lot. And he came to the Zen master, and he was telling him all of what he thought about Buddhism and all kinds of uh, theories that he had. And uh, and then he asked the the Zen master, "Well, now I'd like you to give you give me your teachings." And uh, the Zen master says, okay, well, first we'll have a cup of tea. And uh, he gives the guy a cup, the professor a cup, and he starts pouring and pouring and pouring. And then he gets to the top of the, the cup and he keeps on pouring until it starts splashing all over the guy's lap. And then he keeps on pouring and the guy can't hold himself back anymore. He says, what are you doing? You can't fit any more tea in that cup. Why do you keep on pouring? And the master says, oh, it's the same way. I can't fit any more of my teach- any teachings into your cup. You first have to empty your cup, and then I'll give you the teachings. Yeah. To be open to learning, to really seeing things in a new way. So, again, go inside. Just check out. Your patience, is it an area that you're doing pretty well? Could use a little bit of work? How good it is when you're patient. To be open to learning new ideas. To be in touch with people on a spiritual path. That is having like-minded friends. And having a chance to discuss the Dharma, discuss teachings. See what blessings of those you have. And take in any ones that ring true for you. in
Next one. To live simply and in a holy way or purely is another translation. To live simply and purely to understand the deepest truths, that is, the noble truths, and to realize the highest freedom and happiness, that is, to realize Nibbana. This is a blessing supreme. funny it's interesting how they're all put in the same category to live simply and purely and then to understand the the truths and realize nibbana so living simply and and purely at least is uh is touching that place of opening to the highest truths whether or not you've touched nibbana See if you value simplicity and getting in touch with the purity of heart. Okay, so once again, go inside to live simply. Notice how you value simplicity and purely. To understand the Four Noble Truths and to realize the highest happiness. Something to aspire to if you're not quite there. And then the last, mm, to have a mind that is steady unswayed by the ups and downs of life, free of sorrow and shame, and at peace. This is the highest blessing. A mind that is steady, unswayed by the ups and downs of life, free of sorrow and shame, and at peace. Mm. That sounds like a good thing to shoot for. Just notice the times that your mind is steady, that you can go through the ups and downs and find some balance, that you don't have sorrow those times that you don't, or you're not feeling living in shame. And you're at peace. Blessing supreme. And then finally, the closing. Those who act in these ways cannot be dragged down. Everywhere they go, they find well-being. Everywhere they go, they find well-being. As you reflect all the blessings in your life, not to get bogged down or just 
focusing on all the things that are not right. Let yourself feel all the blessings. That, that in itself is a blessing. So we're, we're just about out of time, so we'll just close with a, a loving kindness to end and wish you a, a really good Thanksgiving and share your blessings with everybody in your life. May we see all the blessings in our life, not miss them, May we share our good fortune with everyone we know and share our love well. May we wake up to our true nature. May all beings uh, see the blessings in their life. and wake up to see who they really are. And may our coming here together have rippling benefits to all beings everywhere. May all beings find happiness and peace. You have a really great Thanksgiving and uh, make it a practice to stay connected to your blessings this, this week. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.